0: Christmas Bloody Christmas is a simple little festive film set on Christmas Eve about a killer robot Santa. That's pretty much it. He kills a bunch of people, and he's got green laser eyes. So let's talk about it. Welcome, everyone, to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, and joining me for this festive edition is Tim. Mm. Hello, happy holidays. <laughs> this is a horror movie podcast. We get together, we talk <laughs> about a horror movie, and on this episode, obviously it's Christmas season, we're doing another Christmas horror movie. We're going to be talking <laughs> about Christmas Bloody Christmas, which was a, a new Shudder release uh, at the time of recording just this past weekend, although it's another week before you get your, your grubby little uh, mitts <laughs> on this Christmas present. But uh, we'll start spoiler free as we always do, we'll give you a warning before we go into Spoilers. <laughs> But yeah, we're going to talk about it. Uh, the premise of this one is fairly simple. There is a robot Santa at a toy store <laughs> that has been a repurposed robot from the military that goes haywire <laughs> and starts killing people on Christmas Eve. That's 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 the premise. That's just an <laughs> op- that's all you need to know. We'll get into it. So I uh, will start with the the question that I always always do. Tim, what did you think mm. of Christmas Bloody Christmas? Uh, now. <laughs> in order to, uh... oh god! Sometimes I just can tell you you're going to go on like a long monologue.
1: It just there's a there's a tone at the start of it. Just uh, in order to properly examine this movie, we must first properly <laughs> examine my past. <laughs> what? <laughs> I holy crap the uh the main girl in this movie reminded me so much of an ex i had it was uh, (laughs) it was (laughs) it was like really really uh distracting um because it's like not not just in like you know not just like looks wise or attitude wise or whatever it was like oh like they looked very similar they acted like the exact same way like you know a lot of little like just a lot of the things they did and like cadences and stuff uh you know very similar attitude and uh yeah, I'll admit I found it a little uh, a little distracting uh, while watching this movie. <laughs> you know, trying to en- enjoy this movie with my wife and it's trying to bring back you know <laughs> memories of did, lovers past.
0: Did you mention this uh, fact to your wife whilst watching?
1: Of course, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> did she think it was Wait, funny, or was she uh, uncomfortable by the whole whole affair? No, she's, she. Yeah, she thought it was interesting. <laughs> you know? Sometimes I mean, that's a. Uh, the
1: the word think... "affair" was not chosen intentionally in a sort uh, of punny way, okay, <laughs> for the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think my wife and I really are that much of a of the jealous type. Like, especially if you're talking about exes, you know, it's like, oh sure, who cares? Yeah, it's uh, it's so much in the past. Um. <laughs> so yeah I, I actually did find that a little distracting uh but i mean otherwise uh with, with that stuff uh, aside uh, i thought it was a pretty fun movie um i think this is the third movie i've seen from um joe uh bagos uh, a director sure. yeah
0: joe. i actually yeah. didn't realize it was him i just uh i didn't remember his name but when i looked him up afterwards i'm like oh yes, yeah, this is the guy that did uh bless
1: yeah which uh, i, I like both those movies quite a bit and uh <clears throat> I thought this was mostly good. Um, I I do think uh, it takes a while uh, to get to the... It's a very short movie, but in a way, it almost feels like a soul burn because it, it kind of felt like it was taking a while to uh, get to the killer Santa. Um, but, I mean, maybe that was just me because I, <laughs> I was, like, going down all these um, <laughs> romantic memories. I also, I, also uh, <laughs> noticed, head, but,
0: I also noticed at some point, I think she mentioned she was from Rhode Island at one point
1: yeah i wasn't sure if um she because she says something about having like a rhode island accent and yeah. i don't know if that was supposed to mean that this takes place in rhode island or if she's someone who moved to wherever this is from rhode island um which uh, i don't think i realized it at first but i, I think apparently joe is a uh, is a rhode island guy um Ah. which is surprising uh, that, that I I never met him. Um, <laughs> what is Rhode Island that small? <laughs> it's it's well it, it's pretty small, but we're also both you know pretty big fish. Uh, oh yes, of course. You know. yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure he's heard of a gillish yeah it's like the same way i'm sure you know you and uh, mark millar get along
0: oh yeah me mark miller grant morrison and uh what's his face uh gerald butler all all, all good buddies
1: but yeah i, I think um you know I, I i did find maybe a little bit of um the lead up uh between the two main characters to to be a little cloying uh there was a point where I was definitely, all right, can you two just like shut up and get it on? Like, it's very <laughs> obvious like, that <laughs> you're into each other. Um, but I mean, once that stuff starts and once the, you know, the robo Santa killing starts, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, it's a, I, I like that, you know, it, it's like a very cheesy premise, but they don't really like focus on it too much. Like there's not really a convoluted backstory. You just kind of hear like these little snippets, uh, like, you know, on the part of the news you know, broadcast or whatever. Well, it's actually, it's Uh, this,
0: um, the the opening's kind of almost like a little Robocop. It's just just someone, like, flicking through commercials, and they're just, the last one is, um, the advert for these, like, these Santas that are going to be in malls and toy stores, (laughs) because it'll keep your children safe from those no-good-for-nothing, uh, like, you know, mall Santas, who they hired, you know, bums to be those Santas, so they're dangerous.
1: (laughs) Um... Yeah, so that's kind of funny, because, yeah, in in a way it does feel a little, yeah, RoboCop-ish. Like that, but... um, Just that first part, like, the rest of it doesn't feel like RoboCop at all. Just that first, you know, minute
0: feels RoboCop, and then the rest is Mm. other things. Uh,
1: uh, Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you get a little bit of, like, robot vision. Like, it's not the same as, like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) RoboCop necessarily, but i would say you get you get pov shots from them, but it just
0: looks normal it's not like they do the terminator or robocop like uh you know the the the, the crosshairs moving and the data like sure. texting up the side and you know they don't do any of that
1: sure sure yeah this could, this, this could be
0: michael myers walking around with this pov shot that's fair (laughs) yeah i didn't realize it was i mean honestly like it explains all of the color in the movie when i realized who the director was because it's a very colorful film there's a lot of lighting and some of it's explained because there's a lot of christmas lights but then some of it has just also randomly gotten neon lighting in places and stuff um so i I actually yeah i quite like the movie too i I think it's my favorite of his films actually because i think both vfw and bliss Mm. i like the idea of but both of them kind of were disappointing and kind of felt like they plotted a bit for me Mm. this i think because the premise is such some so much more simple and it's just the killer sat (laughs) robot is killing people and it becomes a you know a a chase down with the 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 quote-unquote final girl uh with some build-up to build who the character is beforehand Mm. Uh, i think it works well in that capacity uh Mm -hmm. the kills they're a bit hit and miss but some of them are quite fun and there's practical effects to uh give them a bit of like fun over-the-top poppiness uh there's Mm -hmm. some synth music there's a lot of colorful lighting um i did not have the this is an ex-girlfriend of mine problem (laughs) with the the main character i mean i'm not going to say that i necessarily like everything about the main character and her love interest robbie like tori and robbie are the two main characters And they work at a music store and there's a lot of talk of metal and music, stuff like that. They're they're definitely music nerds, but they're also like maybe movie nerds. And they also talk a lot about
1: sex. (laughs) There's a lot of sex talk throughout. Yeah. The, the thing that was like annoying about it is that like every conversation was like, basically like boiling down to like some type of like competition or some type of argument about, yeah, either like a music or a movie or like something where they're like, you like this thing. Oh no, like you're an idiot. Like, no, this is the best, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it definitely like got to a point where I was like, okay, I-, I could use like less of this. Like, I don't know, maybe like 30% less <laughs> or something of, <laughs> yeah, you know, that that kind of dialogue or whatever. I think
0: to to its credit, I think it's, it feels very natural with them and the, I guess the, the two actors have some chemistry and He's, like I can imagine like a lesser version of this movie where this is grating to sit through this but sure. the yeah. actual back and forth was quick and it was, you know, witty enough that it, it, it always felt like they, they were never annoying me as characters and I don't want to spoil anything because mm. we're, we're going to be recording even more streams this week but I watched a movie <sighs> the other day and the characters were insufferable and you're going to hear me Ooh. rage against them oh my gosh (laughs) and I think you know a similar thing here what I'd compare them to here is that I don't think these people in this movie are necessarily exactly the sort of people that I would want to be around but Mm -hmm. they were fun enough in in a movie to be around with their back and forth that you know know, yeah it does take a little while it's about half the movie before they really get involved in the actual horror plot you know up until that it's just kind of cutting between them and the build up to the Santa and and so Mm -hmm. on but uh, for the most part, I thought they had decent chemistry. I thought I thought the acting was solid from at least the the main two. I, I didn't even realize it when I was watching it, but yeah, the uh, Jonah from Mystery Science Theater three thousand in your version has got a small role in this. uh yeah. So you you see him uh, briefly, uh, but uh, by by and large, though, once it really kicks off and it's just kind of this like you know unstoppable killing machine type movie. <laughs> That Yeah, there is parts of it that remain me a bit of Terminator. And if anything, I'm kind of pleased to do because I feel like sometimes... So, I mean, sometimes it's just a budget thing and they can't do anything decent with like the visuals or whatever. But sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like they tried, Like, some movies will try to avoid certain things with robots because they don't want to feel like they're copying Terminator or other movies like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I, I want to see the santa have some of its skin ripped off so i can see what it looks like and you know i I want to see these things yeah it does feel kind of terminator the way it all plays out but you know what that's okay right it's been a while i'm here for a killer robot santa and Mm -hmm. you know so obviously it's a little bit sci-fi ultimately i would still argue it feels more like a horror movie because it, it only really feels sci-fi to me once, like we're seeing like parts of the skeleton and stuff, and we're seeing like the green yeah. laser eyes. Like th- that, to me is when it's like okay, it's starting to feel a bit sci-fi now. But otherwise, it's a horror movie. It's
1: just it's
0: a, I mean, it felt like slasher, yeah, Slashery to me. It's a slasher movie. It just happens to have a a, a sci-fi looking killer by the time you yeah. like get towards the end of the movie. Uh, so um, no, I, I mean, if I'm going to make some you know critiques here or there, is that Uh, (laughs) I would say that pretty much anyone who's not the main two characters Mm. that's introduced uh, are so wafer thin and they're just there to be killed off which I don't necessarily mind but it is almost a bit comical how uh, there's some characters who are introduced uh, and they're already Mm. in danger kind of thing you know there's, there's a lot of that as opposed to like other than maybe the sheriff there's very few people who are set up early on to then have it be paid off later when they're you know, <laughs> uh, possibly killed as most people in if the movie
1: If you could save one character from the movie, who would you save? I'd have to spoil who dies. This is a to answer that. this is a segment called Pete's Lifeline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I mean,
0: without spoiling who dies, <laughs> uh, I you know the only thing I can say for sure is not the kid. okay but you know it's just it's got the christmas vibes there's you know there's a lot of walking through snow christmas lights everywhere uh you know obviously santa the killer yeah adds a lot of christmas in
1: it so yeah i i I like the atmosphere of it a lot like um you know it it does remind me of like you know the holidays when it's like everything is kind of like closed down and people are like at home like i'm not sure exactly i don't know if they specifically said like what the date was but yeah, Christmas Eve. you know it, it was christmas Eve. Yeah. okay um yeah i kind of like that feeling of like you know even though there's times where they're like you know running out into the streets and stuff like it feels very empty because like yeah obviously everyone's going to be at home you know sleeping you know for getting ready for christmas and stuff um yeah i mean so just i kind of like that feeling of like that isolation and the uh, and it, it looked good with like you know, all the snow and stuff on it all like the outside uh, stuff
0: yeah well it's obviously still relatively low budget it doesn't feel like it's so low budget that they couldn't have some interesting effects and interest like they mm-hmm. always have snow falling which obviously they're doing you know they're they're dropping fake snow to have this you know these scenes mm-hmm. out in the street so it feels like it has some money behind it to at least be able to achieve some basic you know movie stuff and um, I think, you know, what you're saying about the the setting and the, the mood of just having, like, you know, like, I think part of it is that our two main characters are these two, you know, 20-something, maybe early 30-something kind of not losers, but, like, you know, they're not family people. They don't have, you know, spouses. They don't have kids. You know, they work mm-hmm. in this kind of alternative, like, music store as a job. uh They're mm-hmm. kind of these metalheads who don't really care about Christmas that well. At least she doesn't care about Christmas that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of like giving it from this perspective. It's kind of it was almost kind of refreshing to see. Oh, here's just a Christmas where there's two people who want to get drunk and have sex, as opposed to <laughs> you know the dad's coming home for Christmas and they will like, get home in time with the present before he's stabbed yeah. in the head by Santa, or you know,
1: like, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: you know. So, uh, and I, I guess it's also kind of refreshing that it's not teenagers because I feel like you know that, that tends to be the the typical go-to with these things. Sure. Uh, so that's also kind of nice um yeah I, I had a good time like you know I, I, I don't think it's you know an amazing movie but I, it's probably my favourite that I've seen of Joe Begas and or Begos or have you say his name <laughs> um
1: yeah. so and I, I mean in terms of like newer Christmas horror movies I feel like this is probably the best one we've gotten in a while yeah that's probably fair I
0: can't I don't even know mm. what the I mean Rear Exports was 20 like ten, twenty eleven. 2011 that one's quite good mm. uh Krampus obviously twenty
1: fifteen. Mm. <laughs> I can't think of, like much else than yeah. than, like, other than like the Black Christmas remake remake. But
0: yeah, like there's been some that mm. we've been okay with, like you know we've been kind of muted on, like you know like uh, the one with the kid who's the villain, like that you know that's that's all right. For sure, sure. Uh, I think yeah. it's better watch out. Uh, but oh yeah, yeah. I would say this is more of a complete package for me than that because it, it, it just looks better as a movie. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it it feels like a movie that wants to feel like a like a movie, rather than just you know look like a made for TV like Hallmark thing that happens to have a horror <laughs> element in it.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, obviously, D- Dial Code Santa Claus is amazing, but it's not actually new. We just dis- oh, sure. it, we just <laughs> discovered it in the last
1: couple of years. Yeah. So, but it's not a new film at all. I'm curious why. I mean, this is obviously like an American movie, but I don't know why they gave it such a British title. You realize the word "bloody"?
0: <laughs> well, in the context of saying "oh bloody hell," is very British. <laughs> saying something is bloody because it's got blood coming out of it, mm. like a person. Mm-hmm. You look bloody. That that is a, that is a word that Americans uh, can and will use in the right context.
1: Mm. Not this American.
0: You know. <laughs> I mean obviously the title's referencing uh Sunday Bloody Sunday. Uh mm. so yeah. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 why are you so confused by that? Sure. Uh, have you never heard of the U2 song Sunday Bloody Sunday?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, um probably <laughs> <laughs> well it's okay Tim it's... you know I'm not much of a rocker you know <laughs> oh of course,
0: of course not um, actually one of the things I want to talk about so they're having a conversation about movies at one point in this That I think mm. it's okay to talk about this in spoiler free because it's just like a you know random conversation they're having that has no bearing on anything mm. and he's kind of giving her shit uh so yeah robbie's giving tory shit because she's saying that pet cemetery 2 is better than pet cemetery 1 now i've never seen (sighs) pet cemetery 2 so i I don't know how crazy Mm. or not like the points she makes and her argument are compelling to me she's saying it's got a better clancy browns in it uh she says there's better music i don't know i I, I don't know the music well enough to uh to 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 say one way or the other but Mm. they then go on this like thing where he starts quick firing like a you know franchises, and she says which one she thinks is the best. And the bone I have to pick here is not so much that she has pretty weird taste in movies, and she likes Freddy's Dead as the best Nightmare on Elm Street. Because what the hell, woman? Uh Clearly <laughs> yeah. go see therapy. But my problem with this is, is that in this list of franchises, which includes Alien, and she says Alien Covenant, which what the hell, nuker from orbit? Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> that was terrible. But. In this list of franchises, he says Child's Play and she says Child's Play 2, which is actually the best Child's Play movie. And I, yeah. I am mad at the movie for implying <laughs> anyone who thinks Child's Play 2 is equal to someone who thinks Alien Covenant is the best Alien movie.
1: <laughs> What's wrong with you, Joe? Come on. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is, like, very clearly, like like during this scene like you could tell like oh this isn't the character's opinion this is like the director very much wants to let it be known like these are the <laughs> movies he likes um it, it didn't feel like natural for the character uh I, i'm glad you brought it up because uh yeah i was i was gobsmacked with that pet cemetery Two line because i think pet cemetery too, too, <laughs> Pet Cemetery Two is garbage um i you now I mean, if we watch it, maybe there's a chance that you'll like it more because you didn't really like the first one, but yeah. yeah. Um, the bar's pretty low for me
0: in terms of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: but I mean, as someone that likes the first one, quite a deal. I think, uh, yeah, the the second one is pretty bad. Uh, I I do agree. Clancy Brown is good. Uh, I mean, what is he not? But, um, yeah, I mean, everything else surrounding it, though, is uh, <laughs> pretty horrendous, I think.
0: I, I do think it felt natural when they we talked about Pet Sematary because it was like, oh, this is a weird movie to be having this debate over. So I, appre- yeah. I appreciate that it's not just, you know like, Empire Strikes Back yeah. is better than the start, or, you know, like, is there something a bit more obscure? Uh, it's when yeah. it goes into the rapid fire, where it kind of feels like, okay, someone wanted to get a bunch of weird opinions into the script.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, that, that feels like a, kind of a weird niche thing that someone might bring up, and then, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, Alien Covenant just <laughs> sounds, like, very bizarre. Like, <laughs> then you're just trolling, it seems like.
0: Maybe he is trolling. Maybe maybe he's just done it to be funny. Like that could be the case. Possibly. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe Joe likes Alien Covenant. That's just madness. Yeah.
1: I mean, especially like if you if you like it, that's fine. But to put it above, like you know, the original <laughs> and Aliens, and I mean, I'd say even like Alien Three and you know like resurrection like way way above it like P- P- that's, Prometheus uh... sure,
0: yeah. I don't like Prometheus but I wouldn't put Alien Covenant above it yeah <laughs> so um, AVP even I mean AVP 2 Oof. you've got a, you've got a, you've got an interesting debate a- AVP yeah. Requiem versus Alien Covenant yeah Alien Covenant might be better actually <laughs> like, Okay. That's that's
1: the one where I might draw the line but uh, other than that uh, yeah it's it's been a while since I've seen it, but was was AVP Requiem, was that a Christmas movie?
0: No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe I, well, I don't... you're making me doubt myself now. Maybe, you see, maybe I just... Because I think it's like, a, it's like a California town, so I don't, there's definitely no snow. But I don't know if... Uh... There may be like a scene with there's like a Christmas tree in the house, now you're saying saying it to me, but I don't remember
1: yeah it's been forever since i watched it and uh, lord knows i'm not in any mood to rewatch again but <laughs> yeah i was trying to remember if it was like I, I don't know why it just popped into my head but i'm like trying to think like oh like christmas lights and stuff was that a christmas movie uh, i don't know who cares
0: <laughs> i mean i i have reviewed that movie twice now so i am done i am <laughs> done ever watching it ever again it is <laughs> it's terrible uh you know, you know. I I would say a lot of the worst things I've ever had to watch for a review were for streams after midnight because we've watched some crap. But <laughs> AVP two is like might have a lot of them beat. You know, there's only a few things that we've done on here that are worse than that movie. <laughs> rough going, rough going. Man. Um. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of uh, style to this, um, which boils down to. Kind of witty characters uh, walking through like snowy like streets with uh, all the neon lights and Christmas lights hitting them. Uh, it gives a lot of the kill scenes later, like the, the sort of bathed in green or red or uh, sometimes other colours, but those are the two main ones that obviously pop up because it's Christmas. So uh, yeah, I had a good time. I, I would recommend it as a as a fun little slasher movie with some fun practical uh stuff towards the end uh, when it comes to the the Mm -hmm. santa himself i I think he looks kind of cool once like some of them's like been
1: ripped away oh yeah totally so because like even um because like yeah before that he doesn't like he doesn't look very like robot-y like he kind of looks like just a guy in a santa costume Yeah, that's that's the weird Which thing. Which is not necessarily bad, but...
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of weird that, yeah, the, the military apparently has actually perfected Terminators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I believe it. I mean, he's walking a little robotically, of course, but that's that's pretty much it. He's, 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 he, 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 do, he does like the axe, though. He, he does keep... He, he kills people in a variety of ways, <laughs> but he keeps going back for that axe. He loves having that axe as his go-to win. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Jason's got the machete. Michael's the butcher knife. Freddy's right? got the glove and uh, Santa's the
1: axe.
0: Mm. and yep. Jack Torrance. <laughs> Love that axe. <laughs> Get an <laughs> axe to grind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually kind of love that there's like no even real reason why the santa haywires you just hear in the news at one point that oh some of these santas are malfunctioning and reverting to their oh. their prior like military programming and i'm like what well, military pro- military program is just kill everything in sight <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean what were they doing with the, these robots were they just like sort of like airlifting them into like, enemy, enemy territory and going right go nuts <laughs> just murder everything
1: I mean honestly it doesn't sound I like I wouldn't put that past uh past uh you know <laughs> our country <laughs> to develop something like that. Oh uh, well I don't know.
0: But that's that's the uh <laughs> the, 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 just the things. Uh, I suppose we could have the spoiler warning so we can talk about uh the 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 movie in detail talk about all the all the various sequences and kills and things uh so uh i do i do like that it starts off with uh tori like getting to it she's like i mean i think obviously she was must have been there before but she's like sort of arriving back at work dropping off like some extra vinyl or whatever and that's the start of the movie and that's how we're introduced to her and like uh robbie who works for her i love i do kind of like that the movie starts there and then ends there like you know because we go through like a whole journey uh like to eventually go to her place which is where the chaos really starts and then it kind of works its way back to eventually get into this, the the music store again, I kind of appreciate that. Mm. A
1: music store which has, still stocks VHS tapes, I noticed. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you almost wonder if it's, uh, you know, if they did that on purpose because it's almost like you know, circular, like you know, you start where you you end up, and it's a, it's a circle, like a like a record. <clears throat> <laughs>
0: Bless you for trying, Tim, but I, I think you may be reading into something a
1: bit too much there. Also, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, VHS is making a comeback. <laughs> I think people are getting kind of sick of these uh, Blu-rays or whatever you call them, and we're going back to uh, a superior <laughs> format. <laughs>
0: I think I think people have switched to digital and streaming now, Tim. I don't think they're going back the way.
1: <laughs> Some people are going back.
0: Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? H D V H S, you know, it's a shame mm. that you know that never took off. Uh it, you know, because the, the results were very good for its time from what I hear. Really? Mm. Did you even know H D V H S existed? <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> That's interesting though. Yeah, it's called DVHS. Yeah. It was basically digital tape. Uh, so oh. right, so when DVD was coming out, you could actually get movies in 1080 on digital tape. Uh, but obviously at the time, like the TVs that would play HD were so expensive and hard to find. The tape yeah. players were so expensive that it just basically like Blu-ray was coming and it was going to offer even more for even cheaper and even easier. So it just never took off. But yeah. Interesting. You've learned something today.
1: (laughs) Well, it's an educational podcast. uh, (laughs) Oh, of course
0: it is, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not that I think they were stalking uh, (laughs) DVHS. Or D-Theatre, as it was also called. Well, D-Theatre was like a sort of format within the format. I I don't (laughs) want to get into it. It's just too much to explain. But (laughs) the the point is, is that there was this format that kind of just never really took off. uh, Mm. Which, you know, um, I understand why, but mm. hey, we're here now, Then it's cool to think about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Love the enthusiasm. So um all I'm going to say is if an intruder breaks into my home and I have a VHS in one hand and a DVD in the other, I'm throwing the VHS out of
0: Aye, and it'll break it so the DVD is more
1: valuable to you. Uh, i mean i'd I'd rather you know go with the thing that saves my life than
0: i because it's chunkier and heavier so you can you get a better chance of killing someone with it although if if you snap the dvd in half you could probably stab them with it that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) that plastic sharp you know (laughs) go for the jugular (sighs) Mm. so anyway the, we start the movie at the, the music store and introduces it and they're closing up for the night uh someone that she knows is like uh, it's the jonah from mr science theater is buying like a, a vinyl for his girlfriend who's also friends with her and like she get, you know gives him a record or whatever and this is where we really start the sort of the chemistry and the like she's going to meet a guy on christmas eve which is kind of a weird time to go on like a blind tinder date uh and we get a extended sort of conversation because Robbie, when he sees the picture of the guy, recognizes him and he's in this local band and he's got four kids and, you know, there's just lots and lots of jokes about, like, her potentially having sex with this guy because he's kind of a loser and, <laughs> you know, various things of that nature. Um, I don't know. What, what did you think of all the introductory stuff?
1: yeah no i I thought it was mostly good uh you know it it felt like very you know like i don't i don't want to say necessarily like natural because there was like you know a a movie-ish quality to it but yeah it doesn't feel like you know to the point where uh it was you know like unrealistic or something and like you know we very quickly get to know like the characters and kind of understand their deal um,
0: they have chemistry, and I think the the main thing is that it is very quick it was it''s it constantly yeah. they're constantly talking and not in, not so much in an annoying way where it just it feels like they're not actors who are stopping to like think of their lines like they are firing back yeah. and forth like it's a conversation and they're making fun of each other as much as they possibly can uh they are they are a bit maybe overly like innuendo at times like they're constantly mm. talking about like oh this guy's dick or uh, he says at one point, oh, like, come and have, have a drink with me and just go home and flip your bean. I think there's the, the yeah. sentence that he said at one point.
1: I, I, I forget who it was, but I think I saw someone on, like, Twitter or something who compared uh, Joe to, like, basically being, like, <laughs> kind of like Rob Zombie, but if he actually had, like, talent and, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> made stuff that was watchable. And it's kind of... It sounds like kind of an odd comparison, but I can kind of see that, like... um, you know, especially like in, in the dialogue and stuff, because you know it, it, you know it does get like a little raunchy or or maybe like another comparison I could kind of see is like almost like Kevin Smith in a way or something. But it, the difference between like you know those uh, other directors, though, is it actually like feels like more natural and um, you know it it usually doesn't get like grading or, or something like where you know a lot of those other characters, uh, you know from those movies can be. <laughs>
0: They, they definitely feel a little bit like indie movie characters, but I, I, I think yeah. they, they feel natural enough that it doesn't just feel like... They don't just feel like caricatures, even though they are very much like defined by these are these types of people who talk about these types of things constantly. Um, yeah. They still feel natural enough that it doesn't feel too forced, to, to, at least not yeah. to me anyway, but I, I I think as it progresses and they're making more jokes about having sex, they're making more jokes about their, their friends who are like, you know, that. They, they the, 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 the couple that they're going to see briefly, uh, the you know Jonah from Mr. Science Theater and his girlfriend, uh, they or at least she works in this toy store where the Santa comes from, um, and they want to have sex in the toy store. That's just what they're <laughs> going to do for what. This is this is one of these movie things actually, that, and I'm sure it happened. Like, I'm sure tons of people like I. I remember there being like a survey. Uh, at one point and it was something like 30% of people have had sex at work and I'm like that is actually really high (laughs) (laughs) that's a really really high (laughs) figure for people to have had sex at work yikes (laughs) so like I totally believe it kind of happens but at the same time it's such a horror movie trope to me even like other Christmas horror movies like Sally at Deadly Night it's, you know, a toy store and it's like the, the people who work there, they like, said, oh, we should stay back and have a party in a toy store or something like Chopping Mall. Mm. Let's have a party in the department store. <laughs> like, why? You're adults. You can go just go and do something somewhere else. I mean, maybe there were teenagers and yeah. that, I don't know, but they all look like they were 30. So it's, it's tough to gauge. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's this, there's kind of this, um, just a different vibe to it because they're, they're mm. not, pretending to be like any younger than they actually are, it does kind of feel like, mm. oh, these these are not necessarily like, like I say, they're not losers because they're, they've are they got like a sort of simple job and they're, but like, it, it kind of feels like they intentionally pick some characters who are more like, oh, these are typical millennials who are, mm. you know, they don't make a lot of money, but they, you know, they, 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 they like debating these like silly things. They like, they care about music and yeah. movies and stuff.
1: Um, yeah, they talk about like pop culture they go get drunk after work and yeah, <laughs> they like to have sex like yeah that's uh, yeah. sounds like young people to me <laughs> yeah but these two have not had sex yet which is the movie's uh, you know makes clear
0: in fact the other yeah. couple when they're alone are making bets with each other if they're going to actually have sex that night uh, and it's a movie mm-hmm. so it feels like inevitable that they're going to yeah. uh, maybe they may get interrupted obviously because there's shenanigans going on but at the very least they're going to mm-hmm start down that path yeah <laughs> leading to the, the, the bean that's going to be flipped or, or was it no it was flicked it was flick the bean not flipped the bean yeah. flick the bean it's, that's
1: one of those phrases I have no idea where that came from yeah I've never heard it before
0: which is why I'm, I'm really you know uh, hammering it no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah um there is some movie things though because when they do get back to her place eventually which is after they've seen their friends and they've went to the bar with an interest to the sheriff and then they walk back to his car i actually I, th- I thought that was funny like the the bartender's like hey like are you okay driving she's like no definitely not and robbie's like yeah i'll take her home and i'm like You've been drinking just as much as she had. I don't understand. <laughs> this is, like, a really movie thing where, like, people who have been drinking all night, there's, like, one who's somehow still just sober enough that it's not impossible they might drive. And, like, in real life, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't drive. We <laughs> you kidding me? Like, you should be arrested on the spot for trying to drive with them of booze you've been knocking back all night. Um, <laughs> but uh, when they get back to hers and they finally have their... It's, like, right after the... I think it's at the end of the movie conversation. It's like I, I think it's actually after the Alien Covenant thing where they, they both down a drink and start kissing. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think that's actually when this to start. But uh, like the actual sexual encounter is him going down in her, which is like sort of like a payoff to like some dialogue earlier where she's saying no men are good at it, and he's like I beg to differ. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's just a, a couple of movie like details to this that kind of stick out is that she's clearly still got her underwear on and. It's implied that he's kind of pulling it down, but it still kind of feels like it's still there. The whole scene, and I'm just yeah. like, this is impractical. Um, <laughs> and then as it goes on, like, and this is just a constant movie thing, but there's like no like cleanup or no like you know mm-hmm. he just kind of rolls over and like, everything's <laughs> fine and like <clears throat> yeah
1: they start drinking I- I again. I feel like that's <laughs> yeah, I-, I feel like that's like movie. Uh, logic or whatever, like
0: it really is. Yeah. No, no one ever like people. People just finish sex in movies and just like go to sleep. And it's like, like, skip yeah. it out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I try to say that as silly as I possibly can. Oh dear, um so yeah and you know obviously while they're at the bars it starts cutting between them and the other couple at the toy store which is when the Santa comes to life and goes after them and the first kill is pretty early like the Santa like yeah. just sort of like brings the axe down and splits the guy in like half from the top down. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, whilst he's having sex, which I, I must note some of the dialogue actually when he's walking towards them, uh, <coughs> the guy who's behind his wife slash girlfriend—I can't remember what their exact uh, relationship status was in the movie—but mm-hmm. uh Joan is yelling something to the effect of "Christmas does come early." Christmas does come early. (laughs) And then she's like, don't you dare, don't you dare. And then, then then Santa axes him. Uh, I mean, it was a funny line. I'm not like, (laughs) Yeah, I I liked it. (laughs) It's like he's proud of it, which is really weird in the context, but you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know. It gave me a chuckle. Uh, uh, Her death isn't as, as amazing. She just gets her head bashed in basically uh, against something. But, Uh, it's all right. Um, but this is all like cutting between them and the the other the main couple at the bar, and uh, it builds kind of a rhythm out of that. Uh, and then because the Santa sees them like driving home, there's not much of an explanation. But I guess the the idea is is that because he sees someone moving in that direction, he follows that direction, Mm. uh, and that leads him to her street. You know, so Tori and Robbie are at her place. And she just casually mentions, like, right before they go in that her sister and her sister's husband are staying with her. So they have to try and not wake them up. And they are constantly playing music. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs)
0: And there's not even, like, a hint that they've woken anyone up. And then eventually, when they (laughs) to the point where I was thinking, are they really there? But later on, yeah, they run in when all the shenanigans start and, like, they wake them up so they can get up and get killed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, did you two really not
1: wake up whilst they were playing, like, heavy metal in the other room? Yeah, uh, it, I, I had a little trouble kind of getting like the layout uh, of the house because I, I assumed that they were like in the basement uh, or something. But then I, I think at one point it looked like they were coming downstairs, um, mm-hmm. so I was a little—it's uh, kind of like a, a little confused about yeah the actual logistics uh, of the house or whatever.
0: But this may just be another movie thing where like given. Like their employment, that this this house is far too mm. big <laughs> for what she should
1: feasibly be able to afford. But you know, whatever. Um, maybe I missed it, but I thought she was staying at her sister's. Uh, I thought it was the other way around, but I don't know. It could be. No, I think uh, I think
0: it was the sister and that were coming because at one point uh, when they when they're getting woken up, the 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 brother in
1: law yells, out, "I didn't even want to come here anyway." Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that that is weird then. Yeah, because it yeah. does seem like a pretty. <laughs> Nice place for I mean Yeah, if you're just working at a
0: record store. That is a constant like flaw in movies and TV. I mean, like I say oh, though, yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if this is some shithole like middle of nowhere town, uh you know, like maybe maybe it is quite cheap to like buy buy or rent a house true. Yeah. <laughs> where she lives. I don't know. That's fair,
1: yeah.
0: I don't claim to know the economy, although it still is twenty twenty two, so you know. Uh yeah. everywhere is more expensive. But um <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so so the Santa like kills like an entire like house of neighbors. Uh, mm. The dad gets killed. The Santa comes in, and it's actually a pretty good death. Like I, I didn't think it was at first because he just gets like axed in the back, and I was like, oh, you didn't really mm. see it, and he's just kind of walking around, and he's crawling with an axe in his back. Mm. But then Santa like curb stomps him into the stairs, and you see like a <laughs> you see like a like a prosthetic or model head go smush, mm. and I'm like, all right, okay, <laughs> okay, all right, that was not bad. <laughs> No. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do it. Uh and then the, the I think it was the wife, maybe? Uh or older mm-hmm. daughter, I'm not sure. Uh gets uh, chased into the bathroom and killed. I assumed wife, yeah. Yeah. because uh, then there's a little boy who comes out and is wondering where his parents are and he's like he's basically sneaking a look at his presence when uh, Santa comes comes a knocking. And this this is when finally our main character like sees it from the window. Uh, like the kid being murdered, and is like shit, shit, shit. There's like a murderer across the street, and starts yelling and screaming and
1: getting everyone involved. I really liked uh this scene. In fact, like this probably like little stretch uh was probably like my favorite uh, of the whole movie. Mm. Um, yeah, just a just the way um, you know, like it shows are like looking through the blinds and then, yeah, kind of seeing it and like, you know, I, I like the fear of like oh crap, <laughs> like you know did they see me and then like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, i i gotta look again because I, I gotta know you know if they're still there if they're looking at me or, or whatever but <clears throat> you know like you're you're too scared to like you don't really want to do anything uh and then like yeah just like nervously like trying to wake everyone up and um and then yeah like when you kind of start to hear like the santa walking you know like around their house and, and stuff as uh, a a lot of stuff here that i thought was you know really good and, and uh especially like this is where you know It starts to feel, like, really slashery, which is cool.
0: Oh, yeah, this is where it really kind of picks up. I mean, there was obviously the couple in the toy store got killed, but that was, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that was fairly early on, and it's been a little while since then. This is where it starts to really ramp up the the pace of things. Uh, And I appreciate as well that... For a good while, Tori never actually thinks it's a robot or says it's a robot. In fact, oh, yeah, she yeah. Spe- she, when she says when she speaks to a cop, eventually she says, "Oh, like I, it looks like the Santa that was in the toy store. I think maybe this guy's like taking his clothes or something." You know, like she yeah. she rationalizes mm-hmm. it in a way that makes enough logical sense. Because I'm not going to say this is a mm-hmm. grounded movie or a a realistic movie by any means, but it doesn't mm-hmm. like like really hammer on the cheesiness of its unrealism you know it kind of yeah. you know, it approaches it relative and takes it seriously enough that you just kind of go with it and uh, i mean obviously mm-hmm. don't get me wrong you have to be willing to watch a movie about a killer robot santa like you know you have to be in the <laughs> right. in the you know in the mood for that you have to go in accepting that but mm-hmm. you know uh, so yeah uh, th- like the santa comes for them you know we see that the, the silhouette you know come up to the window and like smash mm-hmm. through uh, i did laugh at the brother in law runs away when his wife gets grabbed you know the sister gets grabbed and the brother-in-law just like goes ah and runs, runs away and the you know the sister's neck just gets snapped Oof, it's, yeah. it's probably the, the least interesting death from like a like a horror movie perspective because it is just like mm. a you know a neck snap but it's it's visceral and it kind of like it punctuates the scene quite well and the uh robbie almost gets it a couple times uh the brother-in-law gets it quite quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. And they get out to his car, which is like a station wagon that like has trouble starting. So they're they're, they're struggling, and they end up crashing like down, you know because she lives on like a hill and she ends up crashing into some other neighbor's car. And the neighbor comes out and is like yelling at her, like, "Ah, I'm going <laughs> to phone the police. You've ruined my car, you bitch!" And, you know,
1: and this was funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I actually thought the shot of like because because like they're they're too scared to get out the car and they're yelling at him that mm-hmm. is dangerous, and he's just mad about his car and he's got his phone out. He's going to phone the police. So we get this shot from inside the car looking at, you know, it's, it's basically behind our protagonist looking out the window mm-hmm. and the snow's coming down heavy and you just see, I see Santa, Santa like walking out the snow in the background. And they, so you don't really mm-hmm. see him until he's like a couple of feet away from this guy. So it looks quite good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he obviously uh, axes him a question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? I can have jokes too. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then Santa just like axes the uh the windshield rips off the rips mm-hmm. it off and then just pulls robbie out and uh robbie you know he's he's trying to like get away but like he gets his his death's quite good actually because he, he is just an axing again but he gets axed right in the face like we see his face much like yeah. the guy who gets curb stopped in the steps like we see the ax go into this like prosthetic head because uh, he's sort of, like, sitting next to the car at this point, and the, the axe goes all the way through to hit the car,
1: so you just... It's like his face gets sliced in half. And it's pretty surprising, too, because, like, yeah, you know, I, I don't think I necessarily would have been shocked if he died in the movie, but I kind of would have thought that he'd, like, at least make it more towards the end. Yeah, this is probably
0: just after the halfway mark when he when he dies. I, I guess it's to sell that, you know, the, the threat is real and uh, mm-hmm. to, to leave her, like, on her own kind of thing, because she... Because I don't actually think that... I don't know if this movie's got, like, a lot of subtext to it or anything. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, if there's anything <laughs> that, you know, like... um, I, I don't know, like... Her, her, like, refusing to, like, accept this, like, prospective partner who she clearly gets on with in front of her for so long and then just as she's actually finally ready to, like, sort of take the chance, it all goes to shit... I don't know if, because you know, I, I think it is just no. We have relatively entertaining, likable characters, and then there is going to be a killer Santa <laughs> robot, and yeah. that's just all it is, and that's fine. <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah. my, my analytical mind tries to see if there is anything more than that, and I don't necessarily think there is, and that's okay. But uh, yeah, so I, but the reason why I am bringing it up here specifically is just because I was like, you know, it's like a big dramatic reason, all than just like the shock death of like killing him this early on. I don't know. Yeah, not sure. But, uh... It's at yeah. this point, though, because the other guy co- called the cops, though, like, a, a cop car pulls up and the, the officer gets out and immediately, like, you know, this killer Santa's, like, you know, pulling an axe out of someone's face. So he just starts shooting them with his shotgun. And he thinks he's dead. And Tori's yeah. like, oh, check his, check, Make sure he's dead. And he's like, okay, it's okay, ma'am. Calm down, calm down. Although mm-hmm. well, I think she knows him by name because I think it's just a small enough town that, like, there's only three cops yeah. and she knows them all by name. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Like of course the Santa gets up. They should he shoots him again, but then the cop gets killed pretty you know violently. He he gets like a shotgun blast to the face and we get the blood spatter all over the car. Uh <laughs> Santa's not gonna you know discriminate against other weapons. Like he'll mm. use other weapons if they're ready at hand. <laughs> this is important. So mm. uh so Tori and a bid to try and get away uh you know drives the cop car uh, and you know tries to just get out as far away as possible but ultimately runs into like the ambulance that's coming that's been called to the scene of the crimes as well as the other cop car and immediately the bigger cop like the chubbier cop arrests her and mm-hmm. uh, takes her in because she's covered in blood she's driving like his colleagues like police car so she's taken to the station and all that stuff uh, where no one like they don't necessarily think she's killed anyone but they don't necessarily believe her crazy story either because I guess at this point I think because he, I think this is right around this part of the movie where the Santa because he gets shot in the face with a shotgun there is a bit of like a green glow to his chin like there's like some you know yeah. it's, it's broken through some of the skin a little bit it looks cool yeah, yeah. Uh, so
1: and, uh, and I do like that they yeah like the cops like I I feel like most movies like, you know, they would go the route of like, oh, you're clearly crazy and you killed these people. So we're going to lock you up. And then, you know, she'd be in like a jail cell or whatever. But I like that this movie doesn't do that. Instead, like, you know, they're talking to her. And like you said, they're like, "Okay, like we know you didn't kill any people. But come on, what the hell? (laughs) You're covered in blood. You're you're telling this crazy story. Um, I do think it was kind of weird that like they had like two cop characters with kind of just like insane crazy moustaches <laughs> I, like, I mean
0: it was easy to tell them apart because the, the second the one who wasn't the sheriff was much like more overweight so it was kind of it was easy to tell them apart but you're right they had very very similar like you know the long sort of uh, what would you call it not quite handle that's not a handlebar but like kind of like yeah, yeah like the full moustache that goes down to the the chin <laughs> uh, very extreme I think it, it does dodge a few tropes actually because uh, like <laughs> I think it, like the way that the sheriff interacts with the couple when he meets them in the bar, like, he is very standoffish and, like, sort of acts like uh, Robbie could be trouble and warns mm-hmm. her against him. But, and it, it sort of felt like at that point it was setting up this thing where later on he's going to think Robbie's the killer and try and arrest him, and that's going to be, like, an obstacle yeah. where he's in handcuffs for a while or something like that. And instead, yeah. like, he still buys them some drinks at the bar, and then here he's, he's like, he's, you know, he's, he's very calm with Tori and sort of says... Mm-hmm. He's obviously not ready or prepared for any of this, but he's like, no, I, like, I don't think you killed anyone, but like, there's questions mm-hmm. that need to be answered here. There's stuff we need to have to look at and investigate and so on and so on. Um, I think yeah. it kind of dodged a few obvious things that I think a lot of other horror movies do, which is have mm-hmm. the sheriff who doesn't trust the main character. You know, very uh, Friday the 13th part six kind of thing, <laughs> you know, something like that. Or this idea, like, I, I, I was really expecting when the bigger cop handcuffed her. I thought like Santa was going to like get back into the mix while she was still handcuffed, and that was going to be like the new uh, obstacle is that she's in handcuffs trying to get away from him now to make it even yeah. more tense and more. And that would be fine, but like I've seen a lot of movies do that where like the the characters eventually put in handcuffs and now they have to get away in that predicament. So uh it was i mean eventually santa just shows up uh, he drives the ambulance he's clearly killed the ambulance driver and the other cop and he drives the ambulance into the side of the station and uh, the cops go out to deal with it and both the cops get killed in a matter of like a minute it's really not that long at all uh but you know again practically looks quite good uh you know shotgun blast to the face um the other, uh, that's one of them anyway i can't believe the other one died but uh yeah there's a decent amount of death so i mean the, it's not so much that the death wasn't good it was just uh there's a lot of them by this point so yeah, it's pretty bloody it's in the title isn't it <laughs> but uh yeah so that is you know so we're kind of at this like final act of the movie where She's on her own. She runs out to the ambulance. She's, she's taking a shotgun. Uh, and hell, even the sheriff gave her a handgun at this point when when they showed yeah. up because like how serious all this feels. And she rise, drives off in the ambulance, but the Santa gets on the back of the ambulance. So she ends up like, having to pull the brakes and the robot Santa goes flying out the windshield onto the ground. And then she drives over him and or she drives into the car that she hit and sort of like traps the Santa by having the co- so she sort of knocks the car onto his arm so the Santa can't like move, and she like you know uh, lights a you know a bit of a shirt on fire puts it in the, the uh, you know the fuel uh, cap thing of the car and it blows up and this is where it feels really Terminator this last, like fifteen minutes because mm-hmm. the idea that an explosion like melts away not all but some of his like skin and like shows you some of the metal skeleton. Uh, and we get this great looking thing where they not only as like laser eyes like light up they actually have lasers so he's got these like green beams like whenever (laughs) he's walking around so it looks really Mm kind of cool and it's a bit low budget but it's got like a charm to it you know it feels like a oh yeah a really charm charmful like indie sci-fi robot walking around i I, (laughs) kind of dug it uh mm-hmm. so and you know it gets up still keeps coming after her, chases her into the the music store uh <laughs> where she tries a variety of things she so there's a lot of her hiding and her him stalking around all the shelves and stuff but mm-hmm. ultimately she turns on the sprinklers to try and like get them to short circuit she tases them uh, ultimately takes like a sword prop off the wall and stabs them with that and like rums it, you know moves it around a bit to see if that can do the job uh like which i think that's actually what ultimately does it uh although i think he's crawling after that he's still crawling in the ground which again is very terminator he's crawling in the ground coming after her uh but like Mm -hmm. it's 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 tough to sort of like say in words why this last 10 minutes is fun because it is just a lot of this cool robot like stalking her around this very tight like Mm -hmm. space but uh, i don't know did you enjoy this last uh chunk
1: yeah i did um yeah it you know it it, it definitely feels like you know the action is getting ramped up a lot um and yeah i mean yeah at this point you know we've been with the character uh long enough that you know uh do kind of you know do definitely appreciate like her ingenuity like you know she's (laughs) trying a lot of different things uh which yeah like kudos you know (laughs) a lot of them uh you know seems to work like at least like little by little (laughs) uh yeah, you know, I, I kind of like that's not just, like, one big thing that destroys it, but... I don't just, like, you know, she's just trying, like, more and more different stuff.
0: Yeah, it's well down. Although she does uh, get a couple of injuries herself. She, like, her ankle, like, snaps mm-hmm. or whatever when she's, like, jumping out of the car. And then yeah. she gets, like, three of her fingers chopped off. Like, Oof, yeah. I, I think it's when the water turns on. Like, he's still sort of swinging the axe and ends up, uh, like, chopping off, like, three of her fingers. So, so, mm-hmm. so she's, like, hobbling around... And she's, like, holding her hand. Like, she is completely and utterly messed up uh, <laughs> by the end, you know? So uh, she already kind of hated Christmas, but she especially hates Christmas now. <laughs> so, yeah, but she, she, like, you know, the movie ends with her, like, coming out in slow motion to the, the store and it's finally daylight and she mm-hmm. sort of lies there and smiles as, the, uh, as, mm-hmm. the, as the, the freeze frames and then the credits hit and it's like, you know, it's kind of a fun ride of a movie. That that is definitely slow yeah. in the start to kind of like kick up, but it, it does a decent job like building like who the characters are uh, for that first chunk.
1: Yeah, and the, and the movie's not super long, so oh no, yeah, like, know, like w- once the action starts going, like it's you know pretty nonstop.
0: Yeah, it's eighty five minutes, and I I think the intention with the uh like the continual because it's it's all set in one night, right? We're interested in the characters at like you know. 6 p.m or whatever time or 5 p.m whenever this record store is going to close and it just goes from there and it's not in real time obviously but it, you kind of get that vibe where like I, the the first part of it almost felt like an indie rock version of like a before sunrise where it's just these like oh, sure. you know, this man <laughs> and a woman talking and they're clearly mm-hmm. into each other and it's building up to when they're eventually going to like sort of admit that to themselves and and, and do something mm-hmm. with it um, not saying it's as well written as that or like you know it's compelling mm-hmm. but it, it, you know it, it does a decent enough job with it to, mm-hmm. <laughs> enough so that you know like i, I felt like there were movie characters and they weren't just like you know yeah. blank mm-hmm. slates when the santa was coming after them mm-hmm. um every other character admittedly does feel like a blank slate because they're they're, they're, they're <laughs> you know the, like the sister and the, the brother-in-law they're introduced like they're, they're woken up out of bed and they're dead within like 90 seconds or something like that it's <laughs> it's so quick uh yeah. then you know the neighbors the you know like the sheriff's the only one who sort of introduced early on and then brought back later to be killed uh but, oh yeah yeah but props to the bartender he made it out alive he didn't come I back that's true he yeah. just he just went home to his kids and yeah uh you know got up early for christmas it's fine yeah easy peasy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but yeah a lot of neon light a lot of uh, christmas lights uh, so I'll constantly looked quite good. There was some synth music playing at times, which which I enjoyed as well. Uh, built some mood. You know, it'd be very easy and like the, the temptation to just put in Christmas music is probably there, but they kind of chose mm-hmm. to not do that. And I, I think it maybe makes it stick out against other Christmas movies because of that uh oh sure but yeah. the visuals are constantly so christmasy that you never you never forget you never don't oh, feel yeah. <laughs> it and hell even the characters when they're talking about what sort of christmas like movies and songs they like they're kind of mostly picking like obscure stuff that isn't like the mainstream uh yeah. you know at one point she even complains that america's too obsessed with the christmas story and you <laughs> know uh shows her dislike of it her disapproval so yeah. um but i had a good time uh yeah it's fun yeah uh <laughs> it's it's simple you know it, it, I, I don't think there's a, a, a lot under the surface i think it's just a stylish slasher movie with a killer robot santa who mm. um i won't say ever like has like s- such a great presence that he's going to be like remembered as like a great horror movie villain but the the robot you know once you see more of them like sort of like stripped down at the end does look pretty fun and cool and yeah. like i totally watch this again you know oh yeah absolutely yeah, had a good time. Uh, so, uh, it comes with a fairly, you know, reasonable recommendation. Not, not like an over-the-moon thing. Not Don't expect high art and don't expect, like, you know, the next Black mm-hmm. Christmas. Uh, I mean, as, I
1: say I that, mean, I mean the original, not, <laughs> you know, there's been multiple Black Christmases at this point, but... Yeah, I mean, like, you know, if you look at the title and you look at the description, like, yeah, Killer Robot Santa, like, <laughs> you know, uh, I feel like you kind of know what you're in for, but, I mean, honestly, you might get a little bit more than you know like the typical uh it could have like been much worse cheesy though. horror like, affair but yeah because
0: i was thinking as i was watching it, it could have been like uh what, what was that nicholas cage one that was like five nights at freddy's with the animatronics oh,
1: was something wonderland was it willy's Raleigh's wonderland yeah, yeah. That, that
0: that movie was so boring the characters were so just like yeah. dull to watch and everything felt so cheap and everything mm-hmm. felt like, obviously they got Nicolas Cage, but the, the rest of the movie takes place in a big rectangle room. You know, this, this restaurant like <laughs> almost nothing in it. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I, I, th- I think th- that's the sort of thing that I think this could have been like, so, which is why I'm saying it's a lot better than I, or it could have been a lot worse, I guess is, you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I think what this actually is, is an entertaining, good little Christmas horror movie as opposed to, you know, cause it's, it's actually got characters, and as opposed to, you know, like how many like straight to shudder movies are just like kind of these bland uh, or, or worse, like just really bad acting or whatever, you know,
1: like. Yeah. Well, I feel like what it is is like you take what could very easily be a very cheesy, like straight to be <laughs> you know, kind of yes. premise for a movie. But then you uh, have a director who actually has like some style and. Yeah, if you could, you take that, but then you inject it with, you know, some characters and some style, you get something that's, oh, like, yeah, uh, a little bit more than maybe what you would expect out of something with this kind of premise. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's basically all, all it is. It's just there's some style to it, there's some fun kills, and some fun practical effects, mm-hmm. and the characters at least feel natural enough and witty enough that it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like they're, you know it's not it's not like the guy from troll 2 like oh my god they're <laughs> eating her and then they're gonna eat me yeah. oh my god like, you know it's, it's not that mm-hmm. um and it's a fine line to walk because sometimes like you know if you, if you sometimes when they go for natural they end up being bland and i don't think this does that yeah. I, I think they're enough movie fied where they're a bit wittier than real people are just to make them entertaining <laughs> enough to get them by uh so yeah well it is in time uh I, I'm happy I'm happy to give it a bit more of a, a recommendation than Salonite Deadline H three from last week. I'll say that much. <laughs> so Alright, I guess we can read it then. Tim, what are you uh
1: given uh Christmas Bloody Christmas? I think I'm gonna give it a seven. I uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's pretty fun, uh pretty solid. Um yeah, I, I think there's a lot to like again, you know, um there's some style stuff and, you know, some, you know, nice character beats. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was, uh, yeah. It's pretty good. Like, I, I don't think it necessarily like, yeah, lit my world on fire, which is, you know, um, uh, why not like going crazy over, over it, but, uh, yeah. it is definitely a, a fun, solid watch and yeah, it's on shutter. So, you know, it's easy to watch and everything. And, uh, so definitely would recommend checking it out. Yeah, I think I will agree with the seven, like which is more than I thought
0: I was going to get. Like I, I went into it yeah. thinking, oh, th- this like if we're lucky, it's a six, but it's probably going to be like a four. Like that—that that was kind of like my attitude going in. Yeah, <laughs> and I ended up being kind of impressed that it—you know—it's actually taking time to introduce his characters. Uh, they're they're fairly witty. Uh, and you know, and I could see them being off-putting if if you just don't <laughs> like these types of people. And they're not necessarily <laughs> my type of people either. But like the the. the <laughs> Like, again, I watched a movie last week that I hated every character and wanted them to die horribly, <laughs> not for the right reasons. Um, no. So, you know, props for props for ju- It has style, yeah. which is the other thing that uh, is nice. So, yeah, not, not breaking, so- you know, new ground, not like reinventing the wheel or uh, blowing my mind away, but, you yeah, know, a really
1: solid Christmas horror movie that I'm happy to add into the rotation. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because I, I feel like there are certain movies that like, you know, people get excited about online and it's like, I, I think a good example is like, you know, Willie's Wonderland, like you brought up before, like how many times do you hear like a premise like that where people are like, Oh my God, there's this new movie and it's insane. And like, you know, this character, Nick Cage is doing this and blah, blah. And like, yeah, you, you could kind of see, like feel like this movie may be getting some of that. Like people are like, Oh my God, there's this new, like crazy Christmas movie with like, this robot Santa that, you know, goes on a killing spree. Like, um, but it's one that actually kind of like lived up to like, oh yeah, no, it is like actually a, a decent movie where yeah, you know, I feel like so many times like when you, know, you hear people get excited about like some crazy movie with this wild premise that it just ends up being kind of bland and dumb and yeah. doesn't really move past the premise. <laughs> Yeah, Wellies Wonderland is bland.
0: Uh, you know, Snakes in a Plane was pretty bland. And that was, you know, that was kind of like the earliest mm-hmm. example of that. It's like, oh my God, there's a movie called Snakes in a Plane. Yeah. Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson's going to say something about Mother F and Snakes on a Mother
1: F and Plane. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I saw that movie and it was just kind of like, eh, ah, this is,
1: you know, like, I-, I thought this could be great, cheesy fun. And instead, it's just kind of meh. Oh, yeah. I, I went with, uh... yeah, I brought like a whole group of friends and we were all like, you know, <laughs> if we, if we had like t shirts and like pendants, like we would have been like, yeah, shutting them out in the theater. And then we all just walked out and we're just like, uh, it was okay, I guess. <laughs>
0: I thought you, I really thought you were going to say that you went with the ex that the, you were reminded of in this movie.
1: <laughs> not, not that one. I, that was a different ex, but <laughs> I did go with, yeah. Yeah, Tim's racked up a lot of exes, apparently.
0: Yeah. You know, mm. Yeah, got a decent amount. We <laughs> <laughs> could have to do some sort of special countdown at some point. Uh, all, all all of times the is all, all all of ranked in order of yeah. <laughs> uh, nicest to most evil.
1: Yeah, all the the last lost loves of my life. You know, <laughs> okay. I'm happy now though, and uh, I think yeah, I think most of them are doing well. You know, i I've no ill will towards uh, anyone. <laughs> He says that, but like just behind the off camera, there's like a like a all their photos
0: are up on the wall with like red X's over their faces, of the ones the ones that he's ruined financially by like you know. <laughs> tim has got connections. He's got pe- sure. he's got people at the IRS going after them all. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Don't me will you <laughs> I'll have the last laugh <laughs> no okay <laughs> that's, that's, I guess that's what screams after midnight everyone uh hopefully you enjoyed our our, our uh our Christmas episode um uh, the bonus episode for patrons uh, will be out just after Christmas so it's going to be winter themed but not Christmas themed so uh look <laughs> look forward to that if you're a patron um but, uh, yes. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, that's, that's pretty much us. You can, of course, let us know what you thought of uh, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. And a lot of you may have watched it because it is the new release to Sunshudder, Shudder and uh, stands to reason you may have uh, checked it out. Uh, so go and uh, write in the comments what you thought of the movie. You can, like, subscribe, ding the bell. All those things help us out. As, of course, there's go over to patreon.com slash malefuzzTV uh, where you can support us on a monthly basis and help keep all the content coming and get some bonus content at various tiers. Uh, for not only this show, but the other shows on Male Fuzz movies like uh, The Ace, The Atomic Cinema Experiment, The Sci-Fi Movie Podcast, and Collector's Cut, uh, the new movie podcast that I do with David. Uh, so, Which has also got a Christmas uh, batch of episodes right now. We're doing the Santa Claus movies. Mm. Uh oh <laughs> 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 The first two should be up, I think, by the time this goes out. Maybe even all three. I'm not sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But that is the that is, uh, that is the show. That has uh, been Screams After Midnight. So... Another year of Christmas episodes in the book. <laughs> uh so hopefully you enjoyed them. And uh next year we'll get to Salinate eight Deadline eight Four and maybe another one or two uh <laughs> random ones. But this has been Christmas Bloody Christmas on Screams After Midnight. Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Do, you- no? <laughs> Do you think the
1: patrons are
0: are oh, the producers? Oh, okay. I suppose I should do that, yeah, Tim. Very good. Very good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you very much to our Patreon producers. Thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Now, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Traisman, and Alison M. Fordyce. Uh, and thank you to all our patrons and anyone who supports the show. Mm. They're all on my, my nice list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's a bit of like a, you know, podcast me daddy attitude to our patrons. So I think they'd rather
1: be oh. on your naughty list, Tim. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> well, I'll see. I'll see what we can do. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to take that joke any further
0: because uh, <laughs> it's going to go downhill very quick. Uh, but thank you very much once again for watching, or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies. Have a merry Christmas, and we will see you next time.